0: Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee and Virginia. Winbet is now live in all these states and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet, download the WinBet app now, or visit wynnbet.com to start winning.
1: Hello and welcome to the College Football Fantasy Podcast. Your place for all things Devi college DFS, and college football betting advice. No unabashed homers in this week, I don't think, because uh, our teams won't play quite, uh, quite yet. Hold up. Uh, but here, here we go.
2: There
1: there's always homers. The, right the, 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 we'll find a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, we've got a great episode for you. We're doing our, our first half of the College Bowl games going up through December 28th. I'm your host, Dave Fonlico, and I am joined by Matt Wispay. You can follow him on Twitter at WispyTheKid. You can find me there at Stay Fun You can find this podcast over here on the College Football Fantasy podcast on every major podcasting app or you can find us over at the Road of His Radio main feed. Uh, we always come out a little bit early earlier over here, so I would recommend following both Matt before we jump into uh you know, a bunch of bowl games. How are you doing and what's your cliché question of the week?
2: I mean, I'm all right. I, uh, it's been a little hectic around here with the holidays coming up. So, you know, life is kind of crazy, but generally good. I, uh, I was basically, uh, so anecdote time. I, uh, had a bad day yesterday because I was uh, getting my car fixed and I was sitting in the lobby of the place because I didn't feel like Ubering back and forth, um, from the, uh, Firestone, whatever. I was getting my brakes worked on, and they had told me initially it would only be an hour. Well, I was there for four. Oh, fun. Uh, so yesterday, the only thing keeping... And they didn't have public Wi-Fi, which was real fun. So I couldn't work, which was my original plan. Um, so I was literally just sitting on my phone on Twitter. And I was following along with all the news that was going on yesterday um there was a lot there was a lot which so which does lead us into the uh cliche question of the week did Deion sanders just change college football no 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 he did not I, uh nil I think, might have i think um, I, and i don't even think that did uh i think jimbo fisher said it best they've had nil for years it's just they didn't tell you about it right so yeah i mean i think it's a uh I, I don't know. I, I tend to think that it is fine. Everything we saw is fine. The stuff I I get a little uneasy well, with. Real is quick, when, in case people don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay, Deion so Sanders. I guess to actually explain what happened, the number one recruit in the country decided re- to flip from his hometown uh school, uh, Florida State, where he was the first commit to their class. He was a lifetime fan of Florida State. Um he he'd been like one of their best recruiters. He decided in the like 11th hour that he was going to join Deion Sanders at an FCS program, um, Jackson state. Um, he put out a statement that it wasn't for the money. It wasn't for any, it was because he wanted to go and represent the tradition of a historical black college or university. Um, and that was he wanted to follow in the footsteps of some like really great players who had done it. I mean, but then there's also a story out there that uh, Barstool is paying him, Barstool and Penn are paying him upwards of 1.5 million dollars. I think he probably got a bag. Like to be honest, I think he, I think he probably got a bag. And Florida State was not anticipating this, re, this threat coming from Florida State. I think they. I can say that Florida State insiders believed that Georgia was a legitimate threat and they found out they had no idea until basically the last second that this was real. So I, um, yeah, it was a crazy story. I mean, it's the craziest thing that's ever happened in all of college football. And to be honest with you, it's one of those things that's funny because there was another genuinely insane story that happened in the recruiting world yesterday and pretty much no one is talking about it. Um, so I guess, let me, before we jump into that other story, because I feel like I have to tell the story, um, do you have any more thoughts on, or do you have any thoughts on Travis well, Hunter? That was a nice tease, by
1: the way. Now I'm very curious what story you're going to share with us. No, I just, I mean, I was texting with you and uh, Travis a bit about it. I, I just, I think it's a one year deal <laughs> type thing. I think he like, because of the the different NIL laws, uh, in Mississippi, as opposed to Florida where the team can help where the school can help in Mississippi, but not in Florida. I think that played a huge role in it. Um, I would bet anything that uh, Travis Hunter does not declare for the NFL draft from Jackson State. Uh, either he won't make it to the NFL, or what is most likely, he ends up at another school, most likely Florida State, with Deion Sanders in a year or two. Uh, so I don't really, it I, I didn't move the needle much for me. It's just one player. I mean, it's a
2: huge story, but I don't think it's changed the landscape. All right, so here's the other story. And so this one's just funny. Uh so there's a five-star offensive tackle named Keonta Goodwin. Um he so his recruitment story is before all this start, before yesterday, it was sort of boring. Um he was a guy that was long considered like an Ohio State lean. And then when COVID shutdown really kind of like went into place. Um, and there was a lot more speculation that they may not open it up even for the 22 kids that they may not be able to do all this. Um, they may not be able to do the visits in the same way they expected. He developed a pretty strong relationship with Vince Morrow and the coaching staff over at Kentucky. Well, literally two days before the NCAA announced that visits were going to occur or that we're going to be allowed again, he decided to commit to Kentucky. Um, because it was the only school he'd visited. It was the only school he had this great relationship with. So that's the story. He has been a long time commit with them basically since I guess that was like what may they made that announcement, maybe June. Um, So that's the short story to get us to where he had then started considering late in the process. He started considering Alabama. He started considering Michigan state and he was also still pretty heavily considering staying with Kentucky. He, Took an NIL deal with Takis, which uh, is some type of snack thingy. Yep. I don't know. I'm... It's
1: uh, my oldest favorite chip. Okay. It's like a very spicy. It's like the Dorito, the spicy Dorito, but then spicier.
2: Gotcha. And it's so like a, they held a, a like, anyway, yeah. They held an NI an NI or I'm sorry NLI signing event for a bunch of players in Texas. Kiana Goodwin is from Indianapolis. He got on a plane to Texas to go be a part of this event where we can safely assume he was paid to come sign his letter and be a part of the um, the festivities. His time to sign is, a—I think it was like noon, maybe even like one. It was like early afternoon. So he flies down. They have this whole big event. And he says, I'm not ready to sign at this time. So basically, this kid gets on a plane, flies down, and says, I don't know, and then leaves. So you'd think, okay, push it back to February. He's going to get a get another bag to go sign somewhere. Nope. Goes back an hour and a half later, signs, his, says, I'm going to be announcing at 4.30. Now, not affiliated with Takis, goes and signs his letter of intent to Kentucky. The weirdest, like that on any other year, that's a thing that's like when there was the kid who signed with Florida when his mom was wearing like Alabama gear and his mom walked out, like it would have been that level of crazy had just that story happened. But the Travis Hunter story had started to kick in at this point and it sort of flew under the radar that all of a sudden this kid literally got on a plane just to say, I don't know. And then an hour and a half later, no, I totally figured it out. I mean, 18 year old probably had a
1: he probably had a really life changing moment on that airplane flying back that yeah. really solidified
2: it for him. You know, 18 Maybe he had a dream
1: weird. or something. Yes. No, you're right. <laughs>
2: you're absolutely. So. Right. All right. Well, that that's all I really have. for. I mean, well, the one thing we did, I guess, do need to sort of mention there have been some really interesting transfers. Um, yeah. Transfer portal has gone bananas since the last time we were here. Um, Austin Stogner and Spencer Rattler have signed on to join, um, Beamer, South Carolina. Yeah, buddy. Um, today it's being pretty heavily speculated that Bo Nix is going to be going to Ole Miss. Um, one that was actually made official today or that was, I guess, announced via Twitter was Dylan Gabriel is going to UCLA. Um, trying to think if there's any other i mean Quinn ewers to texas um good on him for securing two bags i i, I don't really know how to feel about the <laughs> Quinn ewers thing um everyone knows my homerism um yeah. good well, on i think the kid what for we you. need to do is we'll have to do um a full on
1: yeah full-on i think we need the portal after to whole season season like, yeah. do a portal episode because there's just so much to talk about But I do like the Gamecocks getting Spencer and Stogner. I think that makes them maybe not good, but interesting. Um, They'll be kind of fun to watch, which I did not watch any Gamecocks football outside of like a channel flip here and there. They did not earn one of my four televisions um, for most of the year. So it'll be fun to actually get to watch them this year
2: uh, or next year.
1: Um, I saw someone uh,
2: ask if he was going to be a Heisman favorite again next year. Oh no, Um, No, don't bet on him for the Heisman. Um, I mean, you probably get pretty good numbers, but yeah, no, you don't, (laughs) you don't. So, um, it's no longer accessible on action network, but I do want to just mention this. I wrote before the national championship game last year, I was asked to kind of put together a futures article where I talked about, um, players who you should bet for the Heisman. i talked about Debbie players. I talked about whatever. It was like a really all encompassing of all my skills article. Um, but I basically told you that the only two players that you should be betting for the Heisman were CJ Stroud and uh, Bryce Young, because you are getting like four to one odds on both of them, or, or I'm sorry, 40 to one odds on both of them. Um, the, There's a rule with betting for the Heisman. Number one, bet a quarterback. Number two, bet someone who is going to be on a conference champion, because if you do that, you have a pretty decent chance of getting to New York. And that's all it takes to bet the Heisman. So Spencer Rattler, is he going to be on a team that has any chance of a conference championship? No. Okay. So you should probably never bet him. Yeah. Ever. I mean, it's that's fair. That, that's the, it's the reason Spencer Rattler was a good bet this year is because we all assumed Oklahoma was going to win um, the big 12. And if they did that, it was very likely going to be on the back of their starting quarterback. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's hit, to, let's
1: hit a break. And then when we get back, we can do our picks of the week. Uh, we'll be back in about a
0: minute. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed
1: welcome back we are here a uh, quick matthew are we considering these as part of our
2: now other bets or is this a new thing altogether this will be sort of a new thing altogether my tracker is probably going to have it all in one because that's just how i set it up initially um So we'll say that the regular sort of in the same way that futures were a different beast than like regular season. And I guess I'm going to lump conference championships into there because it's easier to lump those in with regular season than it is to lump it in with bowl games. So whatever. Um, So for the year, we'll just do a quick wrap up of um, for the year, for the year you were 59, 71 and one um, down 19 units on the season. However, you were. Let me actually pull this up. You were five three and one on futures, and you uh, were up one point nine four units, mm, uh, still not which is good. <laughs> hey, that's a, you know what winning futures is. It's winning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was sixty seven fifty nine and one again, or during the regular season and up four point eight six units. I was unfortunately really bad on futures. Uh, I was. 2 and 4 and I was minus 2.52 units on futures. Essentially, I actually think and this is going to sound um counterintuitive, I think people would really more enjoy being on your run of the season than mine because when you won, you won big on weeks. And you had one week where you were up 7.19 units. You had another week you were up. Okay, you may not have had as many weeks. I thought you had no. more up weeks. <laughs> no. Um when you live,
1: when you finished this season minus 19, you did
2: not have very many good weeks. I had like two good weeks maybe. So but I was even on my my biggest winning week of the season was four units. Um most of my wins were like half a unit. So um I we'll see. I I think I did a an okay job just kind of grinding and um putting together slightly winning weeks mine had if i ever had a down week like i did in week 13 where i lost 6 units or week 9 where i lost 4 units it basically wiped out all the positive i think di- things i did on the year so while i i would i'm undeniably won the regular season um i don't think it was a Like stellar performance from me either, so
1: it's all right. We'll get better. And and bowl season is where we thrive. That's not true at all, but
2: we'll see. Bowl season to our to our uh, listeners, mom. Hi. Um. (laughs) I mean, the one thing that you should know about bowl season is it is really weird. Um. Let's be clear about that. You there's a lot more quitting. There's a lot more. Um randomness that happens in a bowl game that you don't necessarily have to factor in to a regular season game. So just keep that in mind. Um, even if, uh, your numbers pretty heavily lean you one way, make sure you've accounted for, does this team they are playing want to be there? Does this team have anything to play for? Is this a meaningful event for the school? If they like things like that, that are just difficult to, um, think about. So yeah, just things like that. Uh, so I will I guess send it back to you because we still have a drop to play. Of the week. There it is. That's the There's the drop. All right. There's the drop. So, <laughs> so let's uh, let, which is your I guess so We should probably start it off with games. So we are recording on uh, Thursday, the 16th right now. So we should probably immediately jump right into games that are occurring on the 17th, which is the, there are two games on the 17th. It is the, okay, cool. Uh, Apparently Action Network does not list the name of the bowl, which is killing me. The Bahamas Bowl between Middle Tennessee State and Toledo and the Cure Bowl between Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina, I do have a play on the Bahamas Bowl, which is not overly surprising um, because it's the first game. Of course, I have to play it. Um, (laughs) Toledo is a 10-point favorite against Middle Tennessee. Uh, Middle Tennessee has been one that my numbers have not loved all year to the point where even as a 10-point favorite, I'm getting about 10 points of value on this one. Um, I think Toledo is going to control this game by not making any mistakes. And I would say I feel pretty comfortable with Middleton or I'm sorry, with Toledo up to anywhere below two touchdowns. I would probably still make a bet here. So, yeah, give me Toledo minus 10. I'm going to place one unit on that and it is minus 10 for minus 110 over at FanDuel um it's actually minus 10 kind of across the board so
1: yeah if i was going to play this game i would i would be rolling with you um that would be how i played this as well would be uh going with Toledo. Uh but i do not have um this on my sheet i do have the other game tomorrow um on here oh the game tomorrow's at 10 a.m for me here on uh in colorado so i uh think i might be uh putting that on one of my screens at work and just uh following along i'll put some money on toledo just so i have some some rooting interest um but in the in the northern illinois coastal carolina um i have this at uh minus 10 and a half for coastal and i'm going to go ahead and lay that uh coastal carolina grayson mccall is still a very good quarterback i think people forget that this coastal team was um really freaking good last year and they didn't lose all that much uh their defense is also very solid I don't think Rocky Lombardi for Northern Illinois is going to be able to do very much against this defense. I think Coastal wins pretty easily. Uh, the only reason that this doesn't hit is if the quit factor sets in for Coastal Carolina and they don't want to be here because of their, high, their sights set on a larger bowl. But like, I'm not using that to – I'm not going to use what might happen and the thing like that, like whether or not they quit or show up because uh, who knows. I'm just going to go with what I believe is a, a much superior football team in the Chanticleers. So I'm putting one unit minus 110 um, over at Bet MGM Coastal Carolina,
2: 10 and a half. I mean, before we jump away from this, how is Jamie Chadwell still the head coach of Coastal Carolina? Like, like why really? Why did he
1: get sniped?
2: Why didn't, how did somebody, job? honestly, like before Virginia Tech took Brent Pry, which by the way, great hire. I would have honest to God, I think I put on Twitter like 14 times that they needed to hire Jamie Chadwell. Like that just it made too much sense. Um whatever. That, the fact that he's still their coach, I think that sort of mitigates any quit factor on this team. Um yeah, I, I'm with you, to be honest. I I would very heavily be on your side as well. The fact to the scary thing about it is. How far off I have this line. This is probably this is my second biggest number. Uh, I'm sorry, third biggest number where I have where I see an edge on one side, and it's Why didn't you so take it then? because it's so big oh. that I think something <laughs> it is scares you off. <laughs> yeah, well, there. I yeah. so the I'll, I guess I'll say this: the three biggest ones I have on here, the biggest ones where I am favoring the favorite, the favorite, I should say, um, Army in Missouri. Liberty and Eastern Michigan and Coastal Carolina and Northern Illinois. All of those games I see as much as a 17-point edge over the number. Um, oh, wow. Well. Are you playing it, any of them? No, <laughs> not a one. Because I think that it when you see... So for people who make power ratings, when you see that, those games are probably not... They seem like things you should run uh to the counter and be betting immediately. To be honest, they're probably the ones that you need to fade because it, it might means that something, something well it means something is screwy about one of the teams. So like I think I believe that I have had Northern Illinois wrong for most of the year. I believe that I have had um Missouri wrong for a lot of the year. And I believe I have Eastern Michigan wrong. Does it mean that they are actually going to cover? No It's just, I'm a little, when I see a number cross over a certain threshold, um, to be honest, my Toledo bet is fringe for me, but I just wanted to be in the first game. Um, When I have a number that's off by more than 10, I get very uneasy. So, just how my brain works.
1: That works.
2: All right. There's been
1: a lot of screwy lines that I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm going to go. And then I'm like, (sighs) shoot. (laughs) Someone knew something I didn't.
2: (laughs) All right, so let's we're gonna let's just continue to I guess stay in the theme of, uh. So I'm trying to keep look at your your list and my list and see. Uh, You have something on the UTEP and Fresno State game. The I do.
1: So Fresno State. I don't know what the fuck
2: this is called bowl.
1: Exactly. Um, I think it might be the Frisco bowl.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna pull up not the whole name so sure. I stop sounding like an idiot.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. We got Fresno State at UTEP. They kick off at 2:15 Eastern. Uh, we know that DeBoer is not going to be coaching Fresno State. There's speculation that Hayner, the quarterback for Fresno State, might also uh, be out. Uh, both of the uh, and because that's that's because he's entering the transfer portal. We don't know for sure. He could play. Who knows? Uh, but but De DeBoer not being there to me uh, is a big deal. Uh, offensive coach I'm gonna play the under in this game I'm going under 52. I just think the number's too high given the fact that these teams like utep I don't think they're going to be able to score much on Fresno State I think Fresno State's gonna be happy just to go in there um with a pretty simple offensive game plan and just try to grind out a win I don't think this game uh, gets past 48 myself uh so 52 feels like a pretty good number I've got one unit on it at minus 110 over at draft.
2: Are you a big fan of DeBoer because it sounds like he has a Dutch last name?
1: He does have a Dutch last name. It means the farmer. Um, And no, he went to
2: Washington so he can. uh... (laughs) He can kick rocks. Yes. All right. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to. This is one of those ones where like I didn't pay attention. We both have a pick on the next one. On the next game?
1: Yeah. UAB versus BYU, it's at 2.30. The so Independence just, Bowl. We've got, yeah, the uh, UAB versus BYU. Uh, the spread is around 6.5 to 7, depending on where you get it. Over, under, right around 54.5. Where are you on
2: this game? I know you've got a best bet on it. I do, and it's an SP Plus play. I'm going to take the over 54.5 because I think there's going to be a fair bit of scoring in this one. Um, I, if I were going to be on a side, I'd be on UAB. Um, I believe that's another one. I actually think the wrong team is favored. Um, so I, uh, I'm going to take the over 54 and a half. It's an SP plus you get about four points of value. It's in my sweet spot of where I really like to find value. Um, I don't have a ton of thoughts on it other than I just really think that there's going to be some scoring in this one and another coach that I, Again, I'm shocked he's staying with his current team is BYU, and I think that's a, it's a good rallying factor. Um, UAB's run defense is pretty solid, which I think does open mean that they're going to lean a little bit more on the passing game. With a team leaning on the passing game, it just leads to more scoring opportunities. Hooray! Yeah,
1: I I agree with you that Satake. I mean, you you wanted him to get the Oregon job. Um, yes, he would have been the right uh,
2: hire. He, Although you got the you got a great hire.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with it. The more I've read about um, him, the happier I am. But
2: BYU still has him.
1: And I'm going to go ahead and lay six and a half with the Cougars because I think they're a way better team than UAB. Uh, The only factor in this game, I think, is motivation again. And I'm not going to use that to to sway my bet. Um, I think if this game is played 10 times, BYU covers this 8 out of 10 times. So to me, uh, this feels like a really good value. I, I think BYU should be... You know, a double-digit favorite. Honestly, I think they win this game by by ten pretty easily. Um, I do agree with you that this will likely go over. Um, I think BYU will be the reason why. I think BYU is going to put up a bunch of points on UAB.
2: So screw you! I'm I'm making both of these plays half-unit plays. I'm taking (laughs) UAB plus seven. Okay, so
1: you want half-unit? You wanted to fight me?
2: It's I've got to be honest. I see you put two units down on it. Yeah. And I I legitimately have be or have UAB as a slight favorite. Um let me see if I can actually catch 7. Yep, you can get 7 over at DraftKings. Um You know, so BYU is going to win by 7.
1: And You'll push fine. and I'll and
2: win and it'll be great. <laughs> That's fine. I'm okay. I I BYU can win by exactly 7. I don't really care if I catch a push on this one. I will say <laughs> this the uh, this is a this is a me following my numbers and believing in this UAB team that I think is pretty solid um so yeah give me you can get a bet mgm where you don't have to pay any juice on it so plus 7 i i really just i wanted to bank on my numbers so yeah all Do right it. let's Do see got a little bit eastern ocean have- and liberty you have nothing on it on that game like i said i think liberty's a pretty huge favorite for a reason um but Malik I, I Willis just is
1: supposed to play this game. Um, he is so there's that. However, Liberty just is.
2: I just don't think they have anyone else that's very good on that whole team. No, so, I don't think that team's very good. But for some reason, my numbers love them, and I do not yeah. mess with them. And but so I just fade things that scare me. Yeah. Um, I I've I want some,
1: some of my good bets this year were fading Liberty. So I'm not. I don't want any piece of that, and I don't want to trust Eastern Michigan
2: against them. Ooh, either. you had a better number than I did. Um we are on the same side on this next one. Yay! On the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl between Utah State and Oregon State. I am on Oregon State minus 7. And you can get it at minus 115 over at Caesars.
1: That's right. I'm I'm right here with you. Um I just think Oregon State is a better football team. They have a great rushing offense. Utah state can become one dimensional. I think Oregon state's defense is going to be able to handle that. Uh, This does have a pretty high total uh, close to 70. Um, It's around 68, I think. Um, And so with such, such a big, such a big um, expected point outburst, I think that Oregon state could win this one by double digits. And it still feel like a kind of close game just because both teams are running up and down the field. Uh, But, but Oregon state to win by a touchdown. I mean, Uh, I don't think they achieved everything they wanted to this season, but they still, uh, they still fought really well. I think they're going to have a good, a good kind of cap to the year. Um, their coaching staff is going to want to win this
2: game. They're, they're not going to be quitting on this, on this team on this season just yet. SMP plus has this as a play in my numbers as does mine as do my numbers. So give me a sec. I actually have to fix this because I forgot to take on home field edge. Um, which is, you know, real fun. Um, one moment while I adjust all my numbers, it still has it as a play, uh, even taking out the quote unquote home field edge that I just forgot to take out of it. Um, I think Oregon State's offense is is pretty solid. I think that um, they're going up against a team that has struggled for a fair bit of the year. Um, that's kind of average um, at both offense and defense so yeah give me a uh an oregon state team that i think is really starting to just they've improved a lot over the course of the year so yeah give me give me oregon state i'm going to put two units down on this one um it is probably my favorite bet that i have on the card today
1: oh well yeah um that's that's big uh utah state's rush defense is 83rd in the country so I, I think uh, we can see Oregon State, who is ranked 13th in rushing yards, um, try to do a lot of damage that way. I think they they just kind of control the line of scrimmage. And like I said, I think this, this seven points is, is not is not too big. You have one more play on uh, December the 18th in the Louisiana Marshall game. Where are you going on this one?
2: This is another one of my favorite plays because, again, it's one where I – First glance, believe that the wrong team is favored. Um, I like Marshall in this one, catching five and a half points. I don't love... I do think that if forced to pick a side, I would pick the money line because I do think Marshall is the better team. But I don't have them as like a big favorite. I have them as about a one-point favorite, which means that I'm getting a little over six points of advantage on what I am like betting on, which is them catching five and a half points. I Marshall's been a team that sort of burned me all year fading them um, because I faded them at the wrong spots. I don't know how I feel about this Louisiana team, particularly after uh, losing Billy Napier. And I, I mean, I'm fairly confident. I'm not willing to look very closely to see if he's coaching, but even if he is coaching them, he's all in on Florida. So He's it's going to yeah. be
1: uh, Desormeaux, the guy they promoted from the. Uh, so
2: I, while I do think there's some potential rallying factor around him, Billy Napier is a good coach and losing him to me took about three points off of Louisiana, um, which helped flip this to a Marshall being a slight favorite. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go two units um, on Marshall covering five and a half, and you can get that at BetMGM. I
1: um if I was betting this game I would be on the other side. I would be on Louisiana, but of course you I'm would not betting it so. cuz you hate me. I just love favorites. <laughs> just love me some favorites. Let's go Bye. to um December 20th. We've got the D- Old Dominion versus Tulsa. Um I don't think you have a play on this, but I certainly do. I'm going to take Old Dominion uh, I was I faded this team hardcore going into the year. I took the I under on their team win total, and they ended up getting six Ws. They were nine and three against the spread. I don't think they're gonna beat Tulsa, but nine and a half is a huge number when you're talking about a Tulsa offense that only averaged twenty four points per game. Uh, Old Dominion are five and zero against the spread in the last five games. I think they continue that trend. I don't think Old Dominion ends up winning
2: this, but they're going to keep it close. Tulsa is not the kind of team that's going to run away from anyone. All right. I have nothing on Kent State and Wyoming in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Um, However, if I was going to play a side, I prefer Wyoming, uh, and I'll lay three points with them. Um, Let me actually make sure you can still get three points. You... Uh, you can. So I would I would play them, uh, but that's really... It's a, almost a pure pass for me. Um, so yeah, I have a play on... And I believe you also have a play on the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl because you <laughs> attributed another game to being the Frisco Bowl, but whatever. Um, Frisco. I like the Roadrunners because uh, while... I don't necessarily believe that they were anywhere near as good as their uh, record implied all season. I do think they should be favored in this game, and I have them as a... Let me see. I have them as about a five-point favorite, and I only have to lay one point if I am betting at uh, DraftKings. So, and at FanDuel which is where I'm actually going to be placing my bet. Uh, Laying one point, I am going to take the Roadrunners minus one um, for one unit. This is, I just, I mean, I think they're a pretty solid team. I think they're going to, I mean, they're going to do what they do, which is lean on the running game the whole time. And while I do think this will be a low scoring game, I actually really toyed with the under on this one because it's just bet San Diego state unders. I, I just think they're the more talented team than San Diego state. So Yep. Give me give me the Roadrunners to cap off what has been a very strong season.
1: Yeah, so so the reason why I am against you on this, when I'm I'm taking San Diego State, I got them at plus two and a half at Bet MGM. So we can we can both win this bet somehow. Um but since Sir McCormick is not going to be playing this game, the running back for the Roadrunners, he's preparing for the NFL draft. Good for him. He had an absolutely stellar year. Uh, part of the reason why this offense uh, averaged 189 yards per game, but he's gone, and with him, that production will go. It will be gone. Meanwhile, the Aztecs defense um, gives up only 77 rushing yards a game. That's second best in all of football. I just think they're going to be able to slow them down. I don't think UTSA is going to be able to do uh, is going to be able to follow the blueprint that they want without McCormick and against this really really good Aztec rush defense. So, give me the underdog plus two and a half, I, I think this one is going to be um straight-up win for the Aztecs. I'm actually putting two units on this one.
2: Hold up. I want to check something.
1: We're really fighting over here. We've got a, a little bit of a disagreement, and I'm okay with it. I, I actually toyed with the money line on this, um, but just plus 115, it didn't
2: didn't move the needle quite enough for me. I'd rather have the two and a half points. No, I, I mean, at two and a half points, it's you sort of are taking that. You kind of are taking the money line at two and a half versus wherever. I mean, it's just sort of one of those. They're all pretty much the same and it's, where do you feel like you're getting the most value? Um, Yeah, that's, I think it's pretty reasonable. Um, Let me pull up. Where are we at on the next game? We are at the Missouri army, which you said you were not playing. because I'm fading because I have army is way too big. A favorite.
1: Okay. And it scares I, me. I'm actually taking Mizzou plus four. And I do know the, that Missouri's defense against the rush is absolutely terrible while army runs it at about 286 yards a game. But to me, I just think if Mizzou shows up and I think, um, why right did his name just, I just want to call him the freaking alpha nerd because that's what the guys on the cover three podcast call him. And I can't drink remember witz. his name. Drink, drink woods. Yeah. Um, I think he's a good coach. I think they're, they're going to be able to rally, get together, and um, produce some good football here. I don't think Army, you know, there's also the whole, like, Army just beat Navy, uh, letdown factor, all that kind of stuff. I don't really believe in that. But if I did, I would use that as an argument in my favor. I've got one unit playing it at Caesars at minus 110. Mizzou plus four.
2: I'm about to take a pick off the board. Because the sincere McCormick news I didn't have when I put it on, okay, and he's he's worth about six points. I uh, uh, he's worth at least three that takes him off my board.
1: Yeah, take him off. Take 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 that. I'm going to take that. that
2: game off, and I'm going to. You can me, you
1: can put that unit back over on your BYU over.
2: No, I think I I'm gonna join you on old yeah. Army minus three and a half. I wanna keep fighting with you.
1: <laughs> Let's go. You're gonna put a whole unit on Army minus three and a half?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. well the thing is I I I just don't believe in this Missouri team and I don't believe in their run defense, which is atrocious. Oh, it's they're terrible. going up against a team that likes to run the ball. Like almost exclusively.
1: And, and you I can get three don't... and a
2: half over at FanDuel and BetMGM at minus 110. So, so I'm going to take it at three and a half. Um, yeah, that's, I got to do it. I don't, tra- this is another one I'm just, I'm putting out there. I wouldn't usually take this, but the fact that Sincere, I had not seen the Sincere McCormick news. It dropped about two hours before recording and I uh, am using a bowl tracker from what used to be called Roto World and is now NBC Sports Edge. Uh, I actually just passed along the news to the author of their <laughs> opt-out tracker. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get to a game that I also, I am a big fan of uh, the Frisco football classic. Seriously. Are there like nine games called Frisco? I probably got the first one that I guess. No, well, wrong. I know. But there's, there's now officially one that's there's I've said Frisco twice. Yeah. There's, at yeah, least there's two. a Frisco bowl and a Frisco football classic. This is weird but I love college football and I don't care that they're weird. North Texas against Miami of Ohio. I'm just going to ask you, do you have any thoughts on this game? I don't think I'll watch it. I mean, I—that's <laughs> it's the only game on the 23rd and you're not going to watch? Don't you lie to me. No, we've got UCF Florida on the 23rd, baby. Yeah, okay. Fair point. Well, that's at night, Fair point. in the afternoon. <laughs> don't you lie to me, you're going to watch. All yeah, right. probably. Mean green, I'm going baby. to me take North Texas. I'm going to take North Texas plus three in this game yes. against Miami. Um, I think the wrong team is favored. Um, I don't think this Miami team is actually very... By the way, this is Miami of Ohio, If it, I didn't make that clear. This is not uh newly rejuvenated Miami of Florida that seems to like, like playing football. Um, yeah, so this is a... Uh, a North Texas team that went nine two and one against the spread this season. Um, they were five two one as an underdog. Um, yeah, I, I mean they're not a great team either, but I I just I think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty effectively against Miami, and because of that, I am going to take North Texas catching points. This is my numbers. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, a lot, I know that my analysis sort of sucks on some of these games because I I won't lie. I didn't have a ton of time this afternoon, so I'm leaning on my numbers that I do trust. Um, I I think this North Texas team is pretty solid. I think they've been uh, an undervalued team all season and been a team that you should be backing because obviously they went 9-2-1 against the spread despite being 6-6 and this year.
1: Yeah, yeah give me
2: them catching points. Okay. And they play with a lot of pace. So enjoy watching a pacey team.
1: How many picks do you have left?
2: I have one pick left. Me too. But I'll let's give just you mine. Well, let's just keep one sec because we'll get to them. Let's just quickly say like, all right, UCF Florida. Do you have any thoughts?
1: No, not really. I mean, this game's uh, a full fade. Jones is going to be playing and then entering the transfer pool. Yeah. So maybe he's going to try to ball out. I, I don't know. Seems weird. Yeah, it's a
2: weird game um i can't trust florida in a bowl game i can't trust florida i like i i kind of think that there's going to be a continued exodus that happens within this program i don't know that billy napier um magically solves things just with his presence and this team that looked like it quit all year might still look like it quit and ucf kind of likes beating sec teams so um, if I'm gonna make a play on this, honestly, my play is just to take UCF, but I'm probably full fade. Uh, Memphis and Hawaii in the Hawaii bowl. Got to take Hawaii, right? Always take Hawaii at home. That's, I mean, my that, numbers again have this as basically a pure pass. Um, I have Memphis as a three-point favorite, but that's I will say Memphis. I mean, Hawaii is missing, going to be missing their quarterback and their starting running back, so you know, back that, Hawaii. You know, because what, their quarterback the sucked between,
1: anyway. What's the biggest difference between Memphis and Ohio? I mean, Me- Memphis and Hawaii playing in Hawaii. Hawaii. The kids from Hawaii already are in Hawaii. The kids from Memphis are going to be like, oh,
2: we're in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, and, so, uh, this is well, this, this is, is a motivation one. Yeah. Um, Hawaii Seven is a bad a team. But, yeah. Um, Georgia State and Ball State in the, camellia, the tax act camellia bowl. Um, let me pull it. I, I have, this as a fairly large Georgia state play. So I would be on Georgia state in this one. Um, but I don't know enough about either team. And I'm a little worried that my, uh, numbers are undervaluing all Mac teams. So I'm just going to, uh, stay away from this one.
1: This would be one where I would probably attack the total. It's at 50. I'd probably go over on this one.
2: Again, betting against bad defenses is a good play. All right, so now we've reached the quick lane bowl, and I actually do have a play on this one, and it's one of my favorite plays um, because it gets me the opportunity to fade Nevada. Uh, What is good about Nevada this year? Just say the one thing. No, no, no. What's the one good thing about Nevada? It's Carson Strong. It's the only good thing. And their coach, and their coach, who is now also Colorado gone. State. Jay, so Jane yeah. Orvella is gone. So that's minus a point or two off of right. what you would give them. And then minus Carson Strong. That's honestly minus a touchdown. Sure. I had Western Michigan as about an eleven point favorite in this game. So I'm going to lay two units down on Western Michigan, and I only have to lay five and a half points. I'm going to put two units down on them because I do not believe that this Nevada team is coming into this game anywhere near full strength because duh. Um, right. So yeah, so give me, give me Nevada or I'm sorry, give me Western Michigan to cover five and a half. And you can get that over at DraftKings. This is my two, one of my two unit plays. Um, yeah, let's keep quick. I guess we need to move a little quicker because I'm slowing us down. Um, Military bolt, Boston college and Eastern or in East Carolina.
1: I'd go, I, I'd, I'd roll with East Carolina right here. Um, plus three. I, I've, I've liked the pirates all year. They've, they've been good to me for the most part. One of the few teams that I've made money on this year.
2: I so am with you. With uh, it is a pass on my numbers. However, I do, I, I do slightly lean towards the East Carolina side, uh, the Birmingham bowl with Houston and Auburn.
1: Yeah. Um, again, not a play for me. I would, Roll with Houston. I just really like their defense, and I don't know if Auburn's going to be able to score many points. I don't think Bo Nix is healthy. Uh, Tank Bigsby, who knows what he's doing. I just don't see much reason for Auburn to get up for this game. Houston, this is, could be a nice resume builder for them playing against the SEC team. Um, what It's Houston plus three. Is that is that is that what you're saying? Yeah,
2: I, I'm with you on this one. I think Houston's defense is wildly underrated still. I'd probably do um, the I'd under see. 52 as well. Yeah, so give me, I I would be on the same side. I might even, um, this might be a money line spot where at the end of the game, we we get the, well, they're an SEC team that didn't care about being there. We get that excuse, which we know we always get one per year. Um, The first responder bowl between Air Force and Louisville. (laughs) um, Louisville
1: Louisville is actually the town I work in, but this is Louisville, so yeah.
2: This is Louisville. (laughs) (laughs) You have to say it like you don't know how to pronounce words. Right. Um, uh, Air Force is a is catching one and a half points in this one. I would still take Air Force, but it's very close. Um, Can you tell me why? Because I was going to play Louisville minus one and a half.
1: And then everything I was reading was like, take Air Force, take Air Force. All my research pointed to Air Force.
2: And so I just avoided it altogether. Um, I believe it, I mean, Air Force actually, actually cool. has like a few really good. Um, there were, I think they were like really high up in. I'm trying to remember. Sorry. Because they're they're sort of a middle of the pack team for me. Um, basically, they sit as like one of my average teams in the country. But I'm trying to remember because I think they were really good. I apologize. This is just riveting. Um am talking about Air West Force? Wingry. Yeah. I mean, they're, um, they're
1: four one and one as an underdog. So, I mean, that, that works well for them. Uh, well, so I was know. what
2: I was pointing out was their defense is um, actually pretty stout. If I... Yep, let me circle. Yeah, so by my numbers, even with a... So basically, they would be really high up in my defensive numbers, but they actually get a pretty sizable decrease in their value based on their strength of schedule. They played one of the worst strength of schedules against offense, but... If you just look at their raw numbers, they're top 10 in success rate allowed top 12 in drive success rate. um, And then top 30 in yards per play They're I mean, they're just a pretty quality defense. So that's why I liked them. And to be honest, my numbers don't like Louisville very much. So that's kind of where I, I fell on this one. So that would be the side I would take. Um, Yeah, I'm getting, I like, if you can catch points with them, I, I think I would, I, I would do that. Um, Texas Tech and Mississippi State in the Liberty Bowl. Um, That's too many
1: points. Eight and a half, nine points. I'll just take the underdog.
2: Yeah, I, I'm i betting against Mike Leach until further notice, but my numbers do still like Mississippi State. But I just don't back Mike Leach because I don't think he's a good coach. UCLA, UCLA and NC State in the Holiday Bowl.
1: I do have a play on this one. Um, I am going to roll out... I'm not picking a side on this one. Uh, actually, I don't even remember. The line's like minus one. It's almost a pick em between these two. And I don't really know what to think of that. <laughs> like I could see both of these teams winning. Uh, what I do want to do is I want to attack the total. It's uh, 59.5 over on FanDuel. And I just think that's too low. Uh, both these teams can get up and score the ball. Uh, I want the over 59.5, and, and I'm pretty excited to take it um on the road or on a neutral site uh both these teams uh hit the over under uh more times than not uh u c l a seven and five n c state six and five so I, I think both teams score uh quite a bit in this game, and i don't know who ends up winning, so i'm gonna avoid that but uh i, I think we could see some points in sixties sixties kind of a low number for for both of the like especially u c l a um I just think Are you worried at all to. about
2: going up against the
1: NC State defense? No, not really. <laughs> uh they haven't seen a UCLA
2: style offense uh, much this year. I think UCLA will be able to take care of them. I respect it. I'm I would take the NC State side in the game, um but I'm not making it a play. Uh and then the last game of our first stretch is the guaranteed rate bowl. Man, bowl game names are kind of rough this year. Um <laughs> with West Virginia and Minnesota Um, Minnesota, I believe is catching or is giving, is laying, sorry, is laying four or four and a half points, depending on where you're looking. I would, I would take the Gophers. Um, don't have a strong opinion. Minnesota has been one of those teams that just kind of has been consistently decent all year long. Um, I don't know how when you're a team that runs the ball like 75% of the time and you just keep running it uh, with your third-string running back, I mean, I guess it works. So, um, yeah, I I like Minnesota here. I would not. It's another one where I'm a little unsure, and I'm a little worried. Uh, My numbers are just off on West Virginia.
1: Who do you think I'm taking in this game? You're taking West Virginia. And why is is that? Because you don't like P.J. Fleck. Because I love Letty Brown. But... Letty like Brown's not I mean, playing, so you know what? West Virginia, I'm not backing you. I'm rolling with the Gophers as well. The Gophers, um, as a favorite, are four and one this year. Um, West Virginia, as an underdog, is two and four. This just plays out beautifully. Um, I'll take the Gophers minus three and a half. Let's do it.
2: All right. Again, so that not gets an us official through. pick, but yeah, that gets us through our uh, our games for through the 28th, we will jump back in. We'll probably be recording on the 28th, to be honest. And uh, we'll get all the rest of the games up to the national championship, which will be featuring two sec teams. And we could, to be honest, probably make picks on that game at that point, because we know let's I've be honest, already going to, it's going to be Georgia I, and Bama. I've already got,
1: Um, I took Bama already to win the national championship because I knew they would be the favorite in both games. So why not just uh, it's like kind of like a parlay, <laughs> you know? Just have them win both games. That no, way, don't have to worry about any spreads. Alab-
2: well, I guess yeah. I guess in your situation, it's not going to be great to do Alabama money line on both. So, I like it. Excuse me. So I do a right, recap. So to recap, let's do a recap. I did not put mine in order of dates. So you're just gonna have That's to fine. deal with that. Uh, I've got Toledo minus ten against Middle Tennessee State University. Um, I've got two units down on Western Michigan, minus five and a half against Nevada. I've got half a unit down on BYU and UAB going over 54 and a half. I've got two units down on Oregon State, minus seven against Utah State, who I just completely forgot what their mascot is, so I'm not going to say it. I've got two units down on Marshall, plus five and a half against Louisiana. I've got one unit down on Army minus three and a half against Missouri, and that's largely because I'm I'm here for violence. Um, I've got one unit down on North Texas plus three against Miami Redhawks, and I've got half a unit down on UAB plus seven against BYU because again, I'm choosing violence. Uh, it's the Aggies, by the way, Utah State Aggies. Utah State Aggies. <laughs> I did, as you may have noticed, I didn't say half of them. But (laughs) that was the one that I, like, stumbled through and really just was mad at myself for not knowing. (laughs) Well, I'm taking Coastal minus
1: 10.5 versus Northern Illinois. I'm taking Oregon State minus 7 versus Utah State. I've got Mizzou plus 4 versus Army. Then I'm putting two units on San Diego State's plus 2.5 versus UTSA. I've got the under in Fresno State, UTEP. That's 52. I've got two units on BYU minus six and a half versus UAB. I've got one unit on old dominion plus nine and a half versus Tulsa. And I'm taking over 59 and a half in the UCLA versus NC state tilt. Weird, weird, uh, card for me. I've got just as many overs as I do unders. I've got just as many favorites as I do dogs. Um, strange, strange world we're living in Matthew.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. I think, Bowl season is where stuff gets weird, which is why I will always tell people to be careful how much you overextend yourself on bowl games that take place before New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and to that,
1: like I don't I'm not telling you all to stop betting. Maybe just adjust your unit amount. Like that's what I do. I like I just put my cut my units in half for bowl games. But I still like to have some action in it because I do still trust the research that i've done and it's a lot more fun to watch games when you have a little money on it so
2: um and just because i'm here again to choose violence um go lay oklahoma minus 4 against oregon okay we're not there yet but fine i don't care i'm just telling
1: you i'm choosing violence go do uh, it i i've already bet that game and i bet that the same side as you i also took oklahoma in that <laughs> game um, um yeah, I'm just uh, glad we don't have to talk about all the COVID injuries or COVID Tony, um, aren't you to, so
2: happy to not be an NFL podcast right now? That's what I'm saying. Like,
1: Travis wants to do the C to C podcast later. I'm like, man, if we have to talk about NFL, I'm out <laughs> because there's
2: just too much COVID news. Somebody asked me, so, so I started at this site five years ago as a pure like NFL. I'm only writing about pro players, pro offense. Someone asked me this past weekend about like who I thought about rest of season for pro. And I responded back to him. I'm like, I could not care less about the (laughs) NFL at the moment. It is bowl season. It is recruiting season. We're going through the craziest transfer portal ever. We're going through the craziest coaching carousel ever. I have not paid any attention to the NFL. And then today with all the news, nonsensical. It's crazy. Football is still real fun. It's I will still watch yep. the NFL, but I don't care about it. So, um, yeah. Um, Let's all right, do it. one random question to throw us off at the end of the day. Outside of uh, what bowl game are you looking forward to the most just that to we've watch? Talked, that we've talked about in this first half? No. Oh, overall?
1: Overall, bowl game you're most excited about. Bowl game I'm most excited about has to be Georgia-Michigan. Does that count? Fuck you. Um, no, it, it does. I just hate you. I, I just think um, those two teams, just because like, I, I 100% expect Georgia to roll Michigan. Um, yeah. But who knows? Like, I could be like shocked. So I'm just curious. Uh, that's the one that, that that's intrigued me the most. Even though it's two styles of football I don't really enjoy
2: watching, I'm very, very curious. I am most excited for Iowa and Kentucky because I hate points. <laughs> you're disgusting
1: um from a strictly entertainment smu virginia on the 29th is gonna be a, that game's gonna suck it's gonna be so fun it's gonna be over so under bad. 71 points give you do it realize to that me.
2: virginia their coaches left or their coaches mm-hmm. gone two of their offensive linemen entered the port starting off actually i think maybe potentially three of their offensive linemen went in the portal there's a decent chance they're playing with a backup quarterback at that game SMU is out two of their wide receivers as well.
1: It's going to be, it's going to be fun. You are choosing Actually, a
2: game that might be the most sad depiction of those two programs. Right. right. Actually, now Ole that Miss we're talking Baylor. about it, I'm going to go Miss ahead and Baylor. put, I'm going to go
1: ahead and put under 71 yeah. um, on my card. That sucker for the down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All let's right. get the hell out of here. Uh, we're out right. an hour. Um, go, let's go I- watch some Thursday night football. Make sure I get this pot out for us. Cause we've got bowl games starting tomorrow morning.
2: Uh yeah, I um yeah, football. Anything you uh, want to
1: leave the listeners with, Matthew?
2: Chris Olave is the best value in debt or in dynasty drafts this off season.
1: There you go. We'll see y'all later. Have a good night.